Hi, everyone. Um, happy Mother's Day to my mom and to all the other awesome moms out there this morning. And also shout out to my salt leader, my second mom, Annie, who just killed it on the violin. Um, my name is Kelly Turner. Oh, yeah. Give her a hand. Give her a hand. No, Annie. Um, my name is Kelly Turner, and I will be graduating from New Providence High School this June, and I will be studying elementary education and Spanish at Clemson University in South Carolina. Go Tigers! Um, today I will be talking about verses 12 and 13 of the passage that you just heard. Um, so I'm just going to read those two verses one more time. This is from the Christian Standard Bible. Um, now if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say there is no resurrection of the dead? If there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. So, first I'd like to go back and look at the context in which Paul was writing this passage. Um, if you've been around for a while, you know that we've been studying the book of 1 Corinthians, which was written by Paul to the church of Corinth. At the time, the city was rampant with sin and immorality, and the Corinthian church was surrounded by all of these influences. They began deviating from what they knew to be the truth, which was the word of God. Um, they had come to know Christ under the belief that Jesus had raised from the dead, just as he said. However, Paul had heard that people were going around saying that there is no resurrection of the dead, essentially removing that foundational basis of Christianity from the equation. A lot of people nowadays say that they believe Jesus was a historical figure or a teacher or just some other really good guy, but that doesn't mean that they're Christians. Being a Christian requires the acknowledgement and belief that Jesus did die for us and for our sins and that he did raise from the dead. Um, this is essentially the same thing that was happening in Corinth. People were rejecting the main foundational belief that Jesus is the Savior, the Messiah, and that he raised, resurrected from the dead. They adopted the good guy belief, but not the Messiah belief about Jesus. So, how did Paul respond when he heard this? Well, he did what Paul does, and he immediately wrote them a letter, calling them out on it and urging them to return to truth and return to the good news, the gospel message that brought them to Christ in the first place. So, now I want to take a moment and imagine what would have happened if Paul had not been so bold in his ministry. Where would we be if someone like Paul hadn't stepped in and intervened and sent this letter to the Corinthians? What if he just didn't write any letters at all? Um, what would have happened if he thought it wasn't worth his time or if he was afraid that this letter would offend them or get himself into trouble, which it absolutely did? Um, what would have happened if he thought they were a lost cause or if he thought, well... I'm saved, so it doesn't matter to me if they stop believing and obeying God's word. That's their problem. I think it's safe to say that Christ's message would have been warped or even died out if it weren't for the ministry of Paul. The church body was so small at the time compared to today. If that message had died out there, we would be lost without hope in a broken and confused world with no sense of truth. So praise God for Paul. But now let's question ourselves what about us? What's our job now that we've received this good news just as Paul and the Corinthians did some 2,000 years ago? Do we just sit and go on with our lives, um, having assurance in our own salvation, but letting others fall by the wayside? Of course not. Paul was so influential because he was bold in his faith. He shared his faith with everyone. The ministry of one man in one lifetime touched so many hearts and impacted so many lives. So why should we not be able to do the same? Will, will we be the next Paul when we meet people who don't know the gospel? Are we bold enough to stand up for our cause and speak out about Christ's message so that all can be saved? Or will we make excuses, fear offending others, or think only about ourselves? I mean, if you really think about it, what an honor it truly is that we have this opportunity to be Christ's ambassadors. 
I mean, sure, if we say no, he'll find another way to turn the hearts of his people back to him. But we would be rejecting an opportunity to share the best news ever told with the whole world. How could we pass up a chance like that to act as a tool in God's miraculous plan to invite his people back home? So, I challenge you to be bold and share the gospel with everyone. No one is too far gone. No one is out of reach of God's mercy. So, why don't we live in that truth every day? I have a little confession to make. Um, I, for one, am preaching this to myself far more than I'm preaching this to any of you guys. Um, I feel like my faith is kind of this personal thing that I'm willing to discuss if someone asks, but I don't want to be seen as overly religious if I bring it up myself. Um, But honestly, what am I so afraid of? What's the worst that could happen? Um, That they reject our message? Regardless of their reaction, um, our words plant that seed of thought into their hearts and minds. We have to trust that God is going to carry out the rest. He will shape their hearts, run after them, call them home. All we have to do is share the message so that God can take it from there. So, what does this require of us? My Bible titles this section, Resurrection Essential to the Faith. We need faith in order to be able to spread the gospel to others. Faith, according to Google, is complete trust or confidence in something. So, do we have complete trust and confidence in God? Do we trust that he's good and has a good, pleasing, and perfect will, like it says in Romans 12 too? Do we trust that his word is true? The Bible defines faith as the reality of what is hoped for, the proof of what is not seen. That's from Hebrews 11.1. 1. So Hebrews 11, a.k.a. the Bible Hall of Fame, goes on to list a bunch of biblical figures and use how they use their faith to make a difference in the world and spread God's love. If you added your name to that list, what would it say about you? By faith, insert name here, spread the good news of the gospel by, and then blank. Um, what's your story? How has God used your faith to do his will. Pray that God will continue to use you in his master plan to redeem his people and that he would give you the strength and the courage to do so. So my challenge to you this week, be be God's ambassador and use your faith in him and in his story and in his will to be bold and spread the good news to everyone you encounter. Thank you.